Hey, welcome back to the K Max here in beautiful Queenstown. And I'm here by this magnificent lake. And you know, people fish in that lake because where there's water, there's generally fish. And I guess there's two ways to fish. You can go and buy yourself a fishing rod with a line and a hook and put some bait on it, throw it in there, and you've got to make sure the bait is what the fish find yummy. And then you can catch a fish one at a time. Or if you need more fish because you have a business selling fish and you need to have lots of fish to make lots of money, then the other option is that you can buy a big fishing net and find out where the fish hang out, bait that particular area, and as the fish come in, scoot them all up with the net and then you get lots and lots of fish. So if your business needs just a small amount of fish, you could probably just go fishing with a rod and a line and a hook and bait. If your business needs lots and lots of fish, then you may need to use your time more effectively and efficiently by leveraging yourself by fishing using a net that you can get more bang for your buck or more fish for your fishing time. So if you're a business where you are an exercise professional, personal trainer, where you train one-on-one -on -one and you only need 20, 30, 40, whatever it might be, clients then you can probably quite easily fill up your quota of clients people you like to train and help them achieve their health and fitness goals by going fishing with a rod uh, a line a hook and some bait but if you're a business a exercise uh, business that requires lots of clients because you have trainers working for you you need to give them clients or you have a gym where you need lots and lots of members then you'd be better off fishing uh, with a net and I guess if you look at fishing uh, the bait is the marketing so first of all you have to know that there's clients out there which is the fish you have to be able to market to them find give them something that attracts their attention and they want gee I want some of that and you need to market uh, the problem and the solution to the problem that they're having so the rules of marketing are quite simple find a problem offer the solution create a wow experience so find a problem someone might be overweight they may be injured they may have a low quality of life or energy whatever that might be then you offer the solution which is in the form of your product or service that you offer which is obviously the vehicle of exercise and nutrition and well-being which is gives them a healthy active energetic pain-free injury-free lean life and that is the uh, the solution and the cool crowd the wear experiences or the customer service things so you make them feel special important and worthwhile so the marketing is the bait that's grabs your attention the hook is the sale so without marketing you can't hook any fish you can't without marketing you can't sell so let's have a look at uh, things that you can do to go from individual uh, fishing getting clients one at a time using a rod uh, a line a hook and bait to leveraging yourself to creating a net that captures a lot of fish at one time so I've been fortunate to be in this magnificent profession for going on 40 years and I started uh, when I was only 17 going and working as a part-time gym instructor because back in those days in the early 80s uh, there weren't necessarily personal training didn't exist there's no personal training in Australia anyway uh, that I knew of and therefore the role as a gym instructor is to look after the individual members so I started working at Bob's gym yes owned by Bob 
And then I went to uni, then I started working at uh, Spartan Gym uh, in Brisbane as a part-time gym instructor. At the same time, I was uh, running my own martial arts school, uh, which obviously I needed more members for that rather than treating individual clients. Uh, and then I moved into a full-time position over time in a gym called Lifestyle Health and Fitness Club, which was a, a great training facility that taught me lots and lots of lessons. And I share some of them with you. But when I was working at Lifestyle, because it was a membership health club, it needed lots and lots of members. So you couldn't just go out there and fish one fish at a time. You tried to work out a way to market, to get lots of clients at once, uh, at once to pop up the membership. And I was a gym instructor there and an exercise physiologist where I did all the fitness testing. But I was also, I guess, at that time for a young bloke, wise enough to take note of the other operations of a gym, not necessarily my role or my job description, but what did the salesperson do and what did the market, what they do for marketing and how did they do all this? And I was just always curious. And what they did is, one of the things they did is they created a net and we call that net in this session, creating events. Creating events that lots of people want to come to where they have a problem, they come to the event to seek the solution and in that journey of coming to the event to be informed and educated and to be motivated and inspired then they get really excited enough to now want to join the gym in the masses rather than one-on-one so today's session is about creating uh, events that will help you market and promote and grow your business uh, using the leverage of of, of the masses rather than the individual fish you're catching lots of fish with the net so creating nets that's going to what we call funnel in, in marketing you're creating a funnel where a lot of people come in and then you funnel them down and eventually you get the required number at the end so it might be if I need 10 at once I need to have 10 in, uh, 100 into the funnel because out of a 100 I might have a 10% conversion rate from the people coming into the net to 10 getting onto the boat rather than uh, fishing where you go one on the hook and one in the boat. One on the hook, one in the boat. Well, this is 100. If you know the formula, it might be a 10% conversion. To get 10, you need 100. To get 20, you need 200. If you understand the statistics and the formulas, uh, then you can work out how wide the, the, the top of the funnel has to be to get the required numbers at the bottom of the funnel. But what we're at Lifestyle Gym, we did marketing uh, events every single month. And I always remember one of these events taught me lots and lots of lessons, which I took the principles and the ideas and the philosophies and I applied that into future businesses that I actually started myself. So I learned from this business where I was working in and I said, wow, this is a very successful gym, lots of members. It was one of the highest priced gyms uh, in the area, in the city, uh, high customer service, lots of great uh, you know, gold nuggets, I call it, of wisdom that I learned from the great people there, and I've gone on to apply that. So this session is about not necessarily copying what I'm going to share with you, but understanding the principles, and then taking those principles and those, those ideas and applying them in your own unique business to serve your business, depending on whether you need one-on-one fish or you need lots of fish, whether you're a membership base or you have trainers working for you. And I'm going to go through lots of different examples of different businesses, from small uh, businesses to larger businesses that I've owned, that I've used these principles quite successfully. But one of the things in this membership drive, we call it, uh, means accumulating more fish or more members, was putting on an event and it was an educational seminar. Now obviously 
our target market were people who were probably a bit more affluent, a bit more money oriented, wanted a bit more class. So the gym I worked out was at the Conrad Hotel, it's a five-star hotel attached to the casino. So it was a bit more of an upmarket type facility. So we needed a certain number of members. We could probably cap around a thousand members where it's only a small gym, but we could probably fit a, a, a thousand in there and it would be very busy. And at this particular time, when I first went there as a gym instructor, they had a few hundred. And they ended up growing it up to uh, 1,500. They actually went too big. And then they had to get to, get to the point where they, had to, they closed off membership and created a waiting list. And that waiting list grew to over 400 people on the waiting list. So when one membership popped off, next in line the waiting list. And there's very few gyms I've come across that actually has a waiting list. And we had one at this gym. It was quite, quite amazing. Oh, we used to call it a health club back then because we tried to get away from the old bodybuilding word gym and we called it Lifestyle Health and Fitness Club. It's like a club. So that was sort of served the vocabulary of our target market. But we decided to, or I didn't decide, the manager decided to put on this um, educational, healthy lifestyle living type seminar. So basically what uh, we did is that we... We put together a panel of experts, experts in different areas that may be of interest to our target market. So first of all, there was one on our team, uh, my gym supervisor at the time, Peter. He was talking about the benefits of exercise in terms of weight loss and health and well-being and injury uh, prevention and all that sort of stuff, all the stuff we already know. Then they, uh, we had a sports physiotherapist who was talking about uh, rehabilitation and health and all that stuff. Then I had a dietitian who talked about nutrition and health and well-being and weight loss. And then we had another gentleman who looked after the uh, stress management, who's an expert in stress management, talking about the mind, the body, and the stress and handling stress. So there was this uh, great panel of experts uh, on uh, the list. So we marketed the seminar as, I can't remember the name of the seminar, it was a healthy lifestyle seminar, lose weight, tone up, get into shape, be healthy uh, without injury. It was something like that. So it was a, it was a pretty sexy headline uh, that was specifically designed for our target market. Obviously, if you've got a different target market, you use a different headline, and I'll go through some of them as well. But this is more general health, well-being. It wasn't the extreme bodybuilders or gym users. They were just healthy individuals want a healthy lifestyle. Come and learn from the panel of experts that's going to help you have this lifestyle, and these are the panel of experts. So one of the uh, rules of uh, the marketing is you find a problem, you aggravate the problem, you offer the solution, then you prove the solution, then you tell them what to do. So we had the problem, they were overweight, they were sick, no energy. We, uh, yeah, we had the solution, we come to the session, come to the uh, seminar, learn from these experts, that's the solution. The other solution is once you're there, then you obviously join the gym. Uh, prove the solution, proof is that the panel were all experts in their field. So they're highly credentialed, so obviously the information was had credibility to it because it came from highly educated, highly experienced people. So when you put one of these on, the obviously the end game is to have these people come to the seminar and convert them into a member of the gym because obviously that's the end game so before you start any event you have to ask yourself what is the end game what what is the outcome and how will i measure that outcome so how many members new members or new clients do i want and that will decide how big the event has to be and the types of people that you 
attract to that event. It's no use attracting the wrong market because the solution B will be not relevant to that market. So you have to make sure that the solution uh, at the end is the same as uh, uh, is the solution to the problem at the start. So basically uh, it was marketed uh, in the newspaper, on the radio, and I was involved in it. Not so much in the marketing of it at all, because that wasn't my job description, as we call it. Uh, but I got involved in uh, putting it together on the night. So the event was held in a five-star hotel. So first of all, having an event in a five-star hotel, I mean, wow, that must be pretty good. They must be professional. They have credibility. They must be experts. Because if you ran an event down in the local church hall or the community hall uh, or the little school hall and the preschool hall, you think, well, okay, that's nice, but it sounds, looks like a bit more of a charity type thing, a bit of a free type thing. So straight away, you have to create an environment that's conducive to your target market. And because our target market were, you know, people who were of means, therefore they're probably used to going to five-star hotels or nicer places. So we have to hold it in a place that was made them feel comfortable, and they say, "Of course, this is the, this is where I'm supposed to be." So we had a, a, a big ballroom which was booked out. We got the uh, obviously the stage. We had all the the, the, the table and the microphones at the top. We had the uh, overhead projectors. No, it wasn't even overhead projector. It was uh, uh, slides like the little slides you put onto the overhead projector. We didn't even have, uh, obviously, technology back then. It was very limited as it is compared today. And it was marketed, and I was uh, involved in escorting people who came through to the seminar and escorting them into the room. Now, you had to also capture uh, their contact details, so if any fish <laughs> slip through the net, you can chase them up later. So they don't join in the night or take on the offer in the night, you can chase them up later. So everyone who comes into an event like this, you make sure you get their name. Ideally, before they even uh, come, maybe they have to book a spot, that would be even cool. And then you also accommodate for people who show up in the night where you have a register, they put their name and their phone number. Now, and their address, name, phone number, address. And the reason why that is the case back then is because we didn't have emails. We, there was no tech, there was no social media, there's no emails, there's no mobile phones. So everything was done by snail mail. So if you ever had to mail out a brochure or something like that, it had to be folded into an envelope with a stamp. Um, there was a phone number rather than an email because we actually had to call people up and the phone numbers were not uh, mobile numbers. So. People would come and again the offering at the end is that everyone who'd come would, I, would get a free one week uh, membership to the club. Now they didn't know that when they first came to it because that's going to be a little wow experience at the end, that's going to be a surprise. But when they sign in, the, a new extra motivation to uh, help them sign in, someone's on the water, a jet ski, how cool is that, beautiful place this Queenstown is, uh, hey, come sign in, we need all your details. And one of the reasons why you need your details is because you can be in the Lucky Door Prize. And the Lucky Door Prize is that we'll be drawing out prizes uh, randomly for people in the room. And obviously the Lucky Door Prize was a six and a three month membership. So we, I don't remember the numbers. We had maybe one 12 month membership, two six month memberships and four three month memberships. I'm not sure. And obviously the different panel uh, experts, they also put things into the Lucky Door Prize. It might be a free consultation with the stress management, discussion, a, a, a free posture evaluation with the physiotherapist. So you get the panel to put in uh, little prizes into the draw so people get a little bit excited. They sign in, uh, they get given a number. Back in those days, a little number was a pink 
a pink piece of paper with 4B or 17C, whatever it might be, and they come in for the seminar, and I escorted them in. So this seminar got, I can't remember the numbers, but it was, there was a lot of people. There was probably over 200 people there. So we captured all their details, we gave them the ticket, they all came in, they were interested, otherwise they wouldn't show up. So you have to make the topic interesting enough for them to give up their evening at home, in front of the TV, or their evening doing something else, where they have... Yeah, enough interest to come to you. So remember the AIDA of marketing, A, grab their attention. Uh, uh, AI, they have to be interested. They have to have a desire, AIDA, and then they have to uh, they have to want to take action. So there have to be an interest and desire. So the topic and your headline has to really base on the principle of with them, what's in it for me. And we got this, uh, obviously we got speed boats on the on the lake, we got planes overhead because there's the uh, the uh, airport here in Queenstown. It's the most magnificent airport beside the Remarkables, the big mountain range. So yeah, so you have to make sure that the, your marketing is very clever, and that's not the point of this session. But I'll I'll cover all bits and pieces. So on the night, the session went right. Everyone got about 20 minutes chat to talk to the audience and get them really interested get them warm get them hot get them motivated inspired and then everyone's going and there's the compare who who ran the evening uh, and then at the end say hey congratulations he's very exciting we got some lucky door prizes for you a six month membership so we had the raffle and everyone's on suspense oh no yes i've got the six month yes i've got the consultation with the stress management consultant oh, i've got a free posture evaluation or three dietary analysis with the dietitian so that created a lot of uh, interest. <clears throat> and then when everyone had finished, we said, hey, for any, everyone who has not won a, uh, a prize, uh, to a special gift and a special thank you for coming up, giving up your time to coming along here, we're going to give you a complimentary one-week membership at the gym so you can get your body, your mind, and your energy, and your all back into shape and uh, get ready for summer, or whatever it might be. So everyone walked away with the little prize. You all walked away happy. Now, ideally... Uh, on your way out, uh, Janine's out there. She was our sales uh, sales representative, our sales professional. She'll book you in to come in to uh, uh, do your free week. And obviously, when they come in, uh, Janine would give them the tour and we'll go through the sales process. We'll get them all excited. They'll have their free week. And then once they get a taste of the chocolate, they want more. So it's like when you go around the supermarket and say, you want a taste of this Belgian chocolate? You go, mm-hmm. Oh, yummy. All of a sudden, you're salivating, you're getting excited. You say, oh, give me the block. So you get that one week with great customer service, a great experience, because it was an amazing gym with great atmosphere. Uh, and then after the week, then we just extended into a three, six, 12-month membership. And we didn't have automatic debits back then or week-to-week. It was all in blocks, and that's the way that the fitness profession was then. Now, that event generated, I don't remember, but what I do remember is the within the, the month after that, I was booked solid doing fitness tests or doing evaluations because everyone who joined the gym had to have an evaluation with me. Yes, happy, smiley. Uh, good-looking K-man, and I do evaluations of the percent body fat and their measurements and their weight and all that bit, and that was enough to go, oh, geez, oh, geez, I better get in the shape because, oh, yeah, and that inspired them more. Then I write a program, then the, the gym instructors are taken through the program and make them feel great, and they'll be feeling fantastic. And I was book solid, so I'm going to guess we would have had at least 50 new members in that one fishing net, in that one event. Now, it takes a lot of time to set up. I understand that. It takes a lot of effort and a bit of intelligence. But when you set it up, uh, you're going to catch a lot of fish at one go. And we used to do events, something like that, uh, every month in different 
ways and forms. So that was one of the great things I learned uh, and how to put an event, uh, an educational event, a marketing event to serve your customers and your future customers. And the other great thing is that the current members could come to it as well. So the current members, because they feel like that's now part of customer service, means they feel, wow, this club's really, there's always something happening, there's always something to go through, because people want to be involved in things that are bigger than them. So these events which you put on, whether it be a small studio or a, uh, a small gym, a big gym, or whatever it might be, they serve for two, two reasons. Number one, to provide customer service for your current clients. They bring their friends and family, so therefore they want a gym, uh, they want to join the gym, and then you also market it to people who haven't been to the gym. Now, I took that on board as I evolved and grew out of that position at Lifestyle Gym, and I always my passion was always strength training and elite sport. So I developed a business called Sports Elite, and I created my own business, and eventually I moved out of the, uh, the, the club as a full-time gym instructor, exercise physiologist, and fitness tester, and I ran my own business. And at that time, by doing fishing with a rod and a line and a hook and the bait, I was catching one athlete at a time, one client at a time. I built up my clientele to around about 12 clients. And I thought, this is really going on the slow train. This is the, the snail trail here. I really want to boost my numbers up. I want to become an elite strength and conditioning specialist, not just for uh, the odd person here and there, but for the masses. I want to work with teams. I want to work with national teams, Olympic teams. And that was my dream and that was my goal. So I took all the, the uh, uh, a leaf out of the book of where I was in last time. I said, well, how about I create an event that will attract all the coaches and all the athletes athletes to that one event and I'll put on this event and then they all want to train with me because I'll be the expert up there in the panel. So I decided to put on a seminar and I came up thinking quite de- deeply of what I should call it. Is I called it the Peak Performance in Sports Series. Now I called it a series to make it sound bigger than what it was and it was a series. As I had one running on the Gold Coast, one down at Tweed, Tweed Hedge which was also a sporting area. And so I came up with this, this seminar series. It's this peak performance in sports seminar. So reach peak performance through intelligent scientific training while maximizing performance and reducing your chances of injury. And it was something like that because that's what athletes had wanted. They wanted to be in their peak condition. They wanted to be in their best shape, but they didn't want to get injured. So that was my anger and my personal uh, belief at that time where a lot of athletes were training very ineffectively, inefficiently, and many times unsafely. And I thought I had the answer to good, safe, effective training with all the studies that that I had done up and down the stage. Because I had a bachelor degree, but I took a special interest in sports conditioning. So I was always studying, uh, subscribing to international journals on sports conditioning, and I was doing extra courses. Uh, I did a CSCS, a Certified Strength and Conditioning Specialist course that I went after America and did these exams, because that was my area of expertise. And that's where that was the lane I wanted to dominate. That's the lane I wanted to live in. So I had the idea and I said, okay, I need to run it somewhere which is credible, that this looks professional, that it doesn't make me look cheap, it doesn't make me look like a, a, a charity. So I took the leaf out of the, uh, the gym's uh, book and I booked a room at the, uh, at a, the Pan Pacific uh, Five Star Hotel, which is in Broad Beach, it's now called the Sofitel. And I was 
wasn't rolling in cash back then, remember? I was on the lower wage of a gym instructor, had a few clients, athletes on the side. So when I booked the room, I went to have a meeting, uh, and they said, this is the Perry Ruka room that can uh, hold about 200 people. We've got the Grand Ballroom 500. So however we book the Perry Ruka room, if we outgrow that, we can move into the bigger room. I think it's about $200. I needed a $50 deposit. We sort of scraped up with loose change and gave them the money, and they already booked. So I had the venue, I had the name. I just had to create a flyer and a brochure. Now, back then, there's no computers, there's no printers. So, uh, But fortunately, one of my uh, colleagues, uh, David, he had one of the first Apple computers which was released in the market called the Macintosh. So I rang him up. He said, yeah, I'll do a brochure for you. It's black and white. And he did this thing on the computer. So I was just, my, this is just amazing. Printed it off and he says, there's the name. Come and uh, reach peak performance for reducing injury and learn from a panel of experts that's going to guarantee that your success. Something like that. I can't remember the exact wording. And uh, he said, David says, so who's your panel? I said, well, I'm on it. <laughs> Kerry McAvoy, Director of Sports Elite, Australia's Leading Strength and Conditioning Specialist. He says, do you have anyone else? I said, no. So he said, well, do you have any ideas? He said, why don't you ask uh, Michael, Michael Payoff. He's a sports uh, sports physiotherapist. He trains the state of origin. He's the sports physio for the state of origin, uh, rugby league team, Queensland team, the, the national, the Seagulls National Rugby League team, which was in existence back then, the World Cup triathlon, and all these different major sporting events. So I called David, uh, Michael, and I said, hey, David asked me to give you a call. And he said, oh, yeah, how's Michael? Said, yeah, how's David? Said, yeah, David's great. So I sort of connected him through almost through creating a referral process. And when you create that referral process straight away they start to trust you because they trust the person who referred the you to them so i painted the big picture the big dream because what i believe is if you create a big dream or a big thing then big people want to be a part of it uh as the great saying if you want to think 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 big right so i said oh i'm going to have this sports elite uh this uh peak performance in sports seminar series are going to be a panel of experts and every year are going to be hundreds of coaches and athletes there for you to educate on the latest on on uh, uh sports physiotherapy you yourself will get lots of business from because after that they want to come to you and i'd like to invite you to be the specialist on that seat on this panel of experts because you're one of the na- uh, the, the the nation's leading sports physiotherapist. He said, wow, that sounds very exciting. I'd love to be a part of that. Thank you very much. So I said, awesome. And he said, who else is on the panel? And I said, well, do you have any ideas? And he said, well, come to think of it, why don't you ask Dr. Paul Armstrong, who's a sports physician, who's in the cutting edge of sports medicine uh, in a, an elite level. And he's also the sports physician for you know, the Gold Coast or the Gold Coast Seagulls Rugby League team, the World Cup Triathlon, and all these sporting teams. So I contacted Paul and said, Hey, Michael asked me to give you a course. Oh, how is Michael? I said, Fantastic, he's going great. Now, I didn't really know these people very well, but just being in that circle made me a part of that circle. It's just getting into the circle and getting referred to the next one to the next one. And I painted the picture the same with uh, Dr. Paul Olmson, the same picture about the seminar, and he said, yes, I'd love to take the position of a sports physician. So all of a sudden, I'm starting to build this panel of experts of people who I didn't really know very well, because remember, I'm a gym instructor, and I won't go into it, but I was eventually sacked from that, that position, not for really bad reasons, but more conflict of interest reasons, because my dream was to become a strength and conditioning uh, specialist in sports elite, and I was working at a gym. So there's a bit of conflict there, so they asked me to leave uh, in a nice way, I guess so, uh, in a nice way to move out. So technically, I was sacked. <laughs> But they moved me on, basically, and that was the best thing that's ever, ever, ever happened. 
So uh, one of the other things I remember when I was thinking about creating this panel is I met a gentleman who's on holidays on the Gold Coast and he came into the gym where I was working at, that lifestyle gym, and his name was David uh, Keaton and he was the manager of the Australian Institute of Sport. And I, I wasn't formulating this plan at this stage, but I got to know him, I asked him questions, and I was friendly to everybody. I'd read the great book, How to Influence and Influence People, which really changed my life and changed how I approached my uh, profession because this is the people profession. And I we exchanged cards and we got friendly and so he sort of knew me because I stood out and I was a, a nice upcoming ambitious guy who's very polite and respectful to him so I called him up at the Australian Institute of Sport in Canberra and I said hey well, I'm putting on this big sports event uh, sports elite event is called Peak Performance and Sports Seminar Series you've got a panel of I've got a sports physician and a sports physiotherapist and a strength and conditioning specialist and because the sport's really going professional now and now I believe that athletes and sports people need some guidance in the management area now would you like to be involved he said well that would be an absolute honour so he was very kind to give up his time flew up to be in that panel of the manager so all of a sudden I've got the Australian Institute of Sport which is the biggest institution of sport and producing Olympians in Australia and as he was chatting he said oh have you asked uh, Dr Ian Liner who's a sports psychologist for the Australian Institute of Sport the Australian Rugby Union and off the list goes on I said no so I caught up him painted the same picture he said I'd love to be there have you thought about asking uh, Rhonda Anderson who's a sports dietitian for the Australian Institute of Sport blah 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 before you know it I've got my panel there's a all Australia's leading specialist and experts in sports dietitian and sports psychology and sports management and sports medicine and sports uh, physiotherapy and then there was me who was a self-proclaimed expert in Australia's leading strength and conditioning specialist which technically I wasn't at that time but I was a big believer be before you are and you become create something big and big people want to be part of it and you that will force you to become big so now I had my panel, I went back to David, there's my panel, let's finish off the document or the, the fly. And he said, how'd you get them? How'd you get these people? And I said, interesting, I ask. <laughs> when you ask and you ask them to be a part of something bigger than who you are and bigger than who they are, then they want to be involved. So I had the panel and then I started marketing. And back in the day, we didn't have the internet. So I went to Yellow Pages, I mailed out, you know, snail mail, envelope, stamp handwritten to and handwritten not on a computer because we didn't have computers back then to every sporting club uh, in the area and also I did a press release uh, to the radio to the TV to the newspaper and I had my venue and it basically it, it took off because because it's a big event you know I guess uh, uh, it's it a big event for e even the Gold Coast it's it quite a big thing it doesn't happen very often so before you know it I'm doing interviews uh, on the TV, I'm doing interviews on the radio, I've got uh, articles uh, in the news newspaper, so it started to self-promote itself. And the whole point was that I just wanted to educate and inform my target market uh, there are better options to, to train, to become an elite, to reach peak performance without getting injured, and I'm a part of that solution. And if they don't want to take that solution, at least they walk away better informed, and they know me, and it's a great way to market my business. Because if it's a big thing, then Sports Elite will become big. Well, obviously, I'm holding my breath on the night, and uh, the experts, the panel of experts, we had a, the, the table with the, uh, on the stage with the microphones and the overhead uh, projector with your transparencies you put up there. We had some friends help me in uh, guiding people into the room. We all dressed very professionally, suit and tie, because you want to look professional because we're in a five-star hotel, and the room was full. There was over 200 people. 
it was booked out and there were people standing around the edges so it's a huge event not to mention this is my first time I'd ever done public speaking so there's a fair bit of pressure on me because I never actually spoken in big audiences before maybe a small with my uh, gym gym um, uh, members not even then actually my fellow gym instructors in little uh, workshops and stuff like that but I've never actually been a public speaker so every expert got 20 minutes it was, it was a fantastic evening, well compared by actually the manager of the gym uh, who taught me all of these great lessons. She came on board to compare it and I had my 20, uh, my 20 minutes. I went last so I could try to really have that last impact and obviously I collected all their details like I did from the, from the health seminar, their name, their address, their phone numbers uh, and basically... Uh, put all the brochures and that for them and from there it was a great great raving raving success so much so that I started running it uh, every six months for a couple of years after that and it gave me a huge boost because all of a sudden my number of uh, athletes and clients I had just went boom went through the roof it was just boom because everyone wanted to train with me and the great news not only did, not only did the audience come to want to train with me but when the radio and the newspaper were promoting me, for people who didn't come, they still remembered who I was. So they, if they were an athlete and they couldn't come to the seminar because all the panel was in the newspaper, they'd know who to go to. Not to mention the people who came, they referred their, their friends and their fellow athletes and the coaches and their athletes, so I got to be known. Uh, and then the panel themselves started referring their athletes. So before you know it, I was working with uh, Australian Rugby Union players, uh, David Keating from the uh, Australian Institute of uh, uh, Sport. He contracted me to become a head coach of the Australian Institute of Sport kayak team, which became the Olympian team. So that's how I got started getting involved. In it. So it just really catapulted. It just went crazy because I create a big net with lots of great bait, in that net with lots of solutions and all of a sudden it just lifted uh, my whole career and it catapulted and that was I guess the starting point of uh, how you can use leverage uh, fishing with the net uh, creating the right bait creating the right uh, uh, event the right scenario that's conducive that people who want to train with you and I use those skills later on in other businesses because I've uh, built 15 different fitness businesses in my journey one of the uh, other businesses I built was uh, a business called Gut Buses, which is when I sort of phased out of my sports conditioning uh, you know, uh, business and I went more into a bit more public health and I had personal training studios. And the gut, there was a business called Gut Buses, which I ran through Queensland. It was a national program put together by a gentleman called Professor Gary Egger. And it was really a men's health program a networking program for for men with guts and back then there was a, it was identified back in the early 90s that men were starting to get fat and they needed to get help and there was no help for them to go to so we created a men's only program called gut buses lose your gut why not giving up your beer and that was our big thing and that really attracted a lot of men because they wanted to lose the gut but they didn't want to give up the beer so they would form groups of anywhere between 10 to 20 they'll join the group they'll pay a certain amount of group it was a six-week program i'd show up and i'd educate them get them things to do each week and they lost the weight their weight we said you lose at least a centimeter around the waist every week because that's the dangerous fat around the uh the belly uh we're not going into that uh, but it was a great networking and men's group and a secret men's group type thing and they lost weight and they got educated and it was just an amazing, amazing business. But I needed a catapult it, I needed lots of fish, I needed lots of clients to fill these groups up that I was setting up uh, throughout Queensland. So I said, hey, we have a seminar. 
So again, I went through the same process that I did with the uh, peak performance in sports seminar, but it was lose, lose your gut without giving up your beer, the Gut Buster program. Come and learn from the experts on men's health and how to lose weight, how to lose your gut, not give up your beer and have a great healthy life and be happy. Something like that. And I can't remember exactly what the headline was. So we ran this seminar and I needed a panel. Obviously, I was on the panel because I was the exercise physiologist or the trainer. And I was promoting not just gut buses, but my personal training business at the time called Gold Coast Personal Trainers. I got Professor Gary Egger to be the lead speaker because he was the person who created the program. So he's a professor uh, in exercise and health. So that's a big banana on, on, on the tree, high credibility. And I also got other people involved. I got uh, Judy Laurier, she was the head of the health department at the time in that area. So she came on and had a bit of a chat. And it was amazing, uh, David Keating, who was the head of the Australian Institute of Sport, he moved out of that and became the head of the National Heart Foundation. So I already had that connection. I said, hey, how about the National Heart Foundation get involved in this? So he came on as a speaker as well and a sponsor. So I sort of collectively got all these people who want to be involved in this big event to obviously promote their own agenda, but also be a part of my own big agenda. So again, I promoted it through uh, newspaper and the press releases and the same thing I did before. I know I'm on the radio, I'm in the newspaper, on the TV, doing interviews obviously had nice hair back then so I look good on TV uh, and uh, the event happened and bang I had 200 people in this big room as well with us speaking and obviously a part of that is hey join up today and you can join the gut buster program and we gave you the special offer join up tonight and you got a special uh, added bonus onto it and all of a sudden in that group I think I filled like six programs you know and six programs of 20 people that's 120 members paying a, a set amount massive uh, catch <laughs> uh, on the net but it was a good catch because I'm there to help them lose weight and lose their gut and be healthy uh, and you know the only difference was the audience uh, weren't elite athletes they were these guys with big bellies so it was quite a different sight uh, if you can imagine so again I used the same principles and again at the end I had a stand at the front so as they walk in they get their name their address their phone number and there were mobile, starting to be mobile phones back in those days so we started moving into the out of the stone age <laughs> into the techo age and as they moved out we captured them I had uh, people working with me to book people in and I had lists there we put them all down so we really had, it's great to get the fish but you make sure you catch them with the, the net it's no use attracting the fish to the boat if you can't catch them so there's another example in a grander scale. One of the other examples is Rory and I had four personal training studios and uh, we had uh, about 20 trainers working for us through those studios. So we had to feed them fish and keep topping them up. It wasn't just about giving me clients, but it was also about giving the clients to my trainers. I train them, I show them how to train, but I do the marketing, I do the promotion, I even do the sale, but I'll feed you the fish, I'll feed you the client. So one of the things we did at the end of every month on a Friday evening, the last Friday of every month, we had this little seminar which we should run in the studios. And it was a smaller scale. So first of all, you invite the members, because obviously the, the clients, so each studio probably had anywhere between, you know, just say around 100, 100 uh, clients training there plus. So they would come, they'd invite their friends and their family, because a lot of time the best uh, new business is people who are connected to your current business. Uh, and then we'd just do a bit of local marketing in the local, um, uh, uh, in the local newspapers and we'd do press releases. And every, every month we had a different topic and we had a different expert come in. Now the expert could be me, could be Ro, could be one of the trainers, depending on what 
area you want to cover. It could be a topic of nutrition, uh, it could be a topic of uh, training, it could be a topic of sports physiotherapy. If you want to connect with the local uh, allied health professionals, you may invite them to go have, have a chat. But it wasn't just about the information we created in an event that was bigger than the topic. So because we, cho- we, we chose a Friday, because that's a Friday when they finish work, people want to go out. But there was that gap between 5.30 to when things really start happening at night time. So we said, come to the seminar, uh, it's wine and cheese, or beer and pies or whatever it might be uh, so they'd finish work then they'd come to the studio we ran it in the studio because ideally when they're in the studio they get a feel for the studio and it's a really cool studio really put work together the studios were uh, maybe a hundred square meters so we weren't large so we'd get anywhere between 20 to 40 people or sometimes 50 people in every seminar and probably half of them were, were current clients and the other half were new people who become new clients, new personal training clients because when they're in there and they, they feel the atmosphere of the current clients and the, the connection and the love and the culture and we give them a few beers and wines and cheese and we do a motivating speech whether it be, motiv- whether it be motivation or nutrition you come up with some sexy topics uh, where you, know, you find the problem, aggravate the problem off the solution prove the solution then tell them what to do and then for every person who come we'll give them offer you know you can come in for a complimentary uh, evaluation and a, a, a personal training session with one of our clients so we'd book them all in as they walked in and then we would follow them up and book them in as they, as they left so we'd either book them in on the night but if they got, got through the net we had their details we'll call them up hey calling up thank you thank you so much for coming to the uh, the workshop the seminar really appreciate you giving up your time did you get anything out of it what did you learn from it so you get them talking about how wonderful it is because the more they talk how wonderful it is the more they want to come back in and experience it again so well I'm so glad and tell me so what brought you to the seminar what was the reason was the losing weight getting healthy what and they'll tell you that and you go through what we call the W questions briefly on the phone you booked him in for hey I've got a great trainer who'll be really happy to look after you how about I booked you in with them to please come down have a bit of a chat have a look around and then we can uh, organize a complimentary as our gift to say thank you for giving up your time to coming to the studio you can train with Mary Jane and she'll take you through a session and for every time we did that we probably got at least 10 new clients 10 new clients uh, sometimes more, but 10 new clients across a year, that's 120 new clients, not to mention the ones that they refer to you. So 120, that's enough to keep serving or topping up the clients that you have and if not growing the clients that you have, not to mention the referrals from there. So that was on a smaller scale, which you can do with your business, whether you do that face-to-face in a little studio or whether you maybe hire uh, a, a restaurant, one of our uh, uh, clients or one of our, our graduates has to go and do events in a restaurant and create a, a business networking event. You can create a business networking event, a business networking club that happens to be conducted in your studio or your gym every month where you invite all the local businesses. If a part of your target market is corporate, then you can create your own net, your own event. Uh, might be a business networking group, and some of our graduates have done that. Uh, uh, and they do it very, very successfully. And those business networking events is that you actually get lots of connections, lots of referrals, lots of new clients, and you get lots of great uh, colleagues and great people to work with as well. 
Uh, one of the other things that Ro and I did, we ran a, a business called, per when personal training started to come into vogue, you could say vogue, 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 in the, uh, in the uh, I've been a personal trainer since the late 80s, but it became more acceptable in the fitness profession, more towards the end of the 90s, but a lot of gyms didn't know what to do with it, you know, they had random personal trainers coming in and out, but they didn't actually control anything, there was just individual trainers, so we put together a business called Systemized Personal Training, I won't go into the details, we would go into a gym, would systemize all the operations, we'd systemize the culture, we'd systemize the training programs, we'd systemize, get all the trainers singing from the same hymn books, everyone's in the same page, the same uniform. We're almost McDonaldizing uh, personal training where it's very consistent with a great product that serves the clients. So we do two days of training with all the members and the, the gym owner would pay us money to do that. But again, to launch that project, we used to run uh, Burn Fat Faster seminars or how to drink wine, um, uh, eat chocolate and still lose weight or how to drink beer, eat chocolate, still lose weight, depending whether it's more you know, gender uh, sway towards males or females and what target market is, we played around with the headline. So to launch it, we would run the seminar introducing a new personal training system, which is time efficient and effective and quality training and quality service and you know, quality operations and consistency. And after training the trainers for a couple of days, we'd run this big seminar in the gym itself. Because ideally in the gym's better, because then they're there, they get the atmosphere, they see the culture, they feel the culture, they want to be a part of that. Because there's lots of what we call trigger points, emotional trigger points that make them want to come back or stay there. Then Ro and I would get up and present this seminar I did half, Ro did half. We leveraged off each other with a bit of male-female banter and a lot of fun stuff as well. And these events would get anywhere between 50 and we've had up to 500 people at these events. It's huge. And at the end of the night, after really inspiring them and informing them and educating them and motivating them, and then at the end, we offered them the solution. The solution is you can get great results training by yourself, but you get the best results training with a trainer. Plus, you get all the customer service. So then, hey, if a special guest tonight, then the gym owner would decide what special offer they would give them. They might give them a, a complimentary personal training session for every single person, and then they can maybe do some raffles where you can get a, a block of six training sessions, a block of 12 training sessions, and to say thank you. Like I did with the, uh, the health seminar with Lifestyle, uh, you got the big prizes, but then at the end, where everyone felt empty-handed, say, hey, we'll give everyone a complimentary training session. And from that, gyms were getting their personal training business. So it, boom, they were creating what we call a profit center within their business. And they would have anywhere between five to 10 trainers who were booked out straight away. And obviously, they worked out the cut with the trainer, whether it be on wages or whether it be a percentage, whatever it might be. But all of a sudden, yeah, they would build uh, a great personal training business within the gym business. And some of our clubs, they were, they were doing, you know, three, four hundred sessions a, a week. And we all, we estimated that they were, conservatively, you get 10% of your members doing personal training. So if you had a thousand members, you'd have 100, at least 100 paying personal training clients. If you had 2,000, it'd be 200. And that served a pretty good a lower the scale. Some actually did a lot better than that. One of our clubs that we're working with, you know, they were doing a, you know, a turnover of a hundred thousand dollars a month on top of their, uh, on top of their membership. So they were actually earning one point two million dollars extra a year just from personal training, not counting the memberships. I know. Yeah, because it's a huge profit center, personal training. And we'd launch that. And now I get invited, and Rory gets invited to do this. So I do it regularly with G and Cleo from Olympia Body Transformation Center, where virtually 
all of their members are personal training clients. It's quite an amazing culture what they have created. There. It's not 10%, it's almost well over 90%. And uh, they'll get me in to do a, a seminar to you know pump up and motivate and inform and, and, and customer service their current members, get new members. And then obviously that will create this momentum of a culture of personal training. Uh, and a, every month they will do seminars. I know uh, Cleo and G do seminars every month, as do uh, Maddie and Sheridan from Fit Body Fit Minds down in Melbourne. Rona, I've done seminars for them as well. So these events can create this great culture of, of connection, personal connection between current members, act as referrals to new members from the current members, and bring in new members who want to come and find the, the who want, want the solution from that seminar, and then they experience the love. Uh, that you build in your business and then you can uh, use that to leverage yourself. So that's fishing with nets rather than... Now, normally in, during the week, you're still going to be fishing with the rod to keep those individual fish coming in, but very regularly on a consistent basis you can create these uh, these events so you can fish with nets. And we've got a helicopter going overseas because lots of activity happening here in, uh, in Queenstown. And I know Rory... Uh, when she was a gym manager at Webster's and previous events, she did this a lot. She invited me to do a, a fat loss seminar at Webster's World of Fitness. They had like 300 people, built the personal training out, booked them all out. And there's some great ideas, and she's done that with many gyms over the time very successfully. But there's the model that you can work with to uh, make that happen. And at the end, there has to be an offering. Tell them what to do once you build up the atmosphere, and then they'll go into the funnel into your business to grow your business. So there's some great food for thought. Fish is good for you, and I look forward to seeing you run them. And if you ever want to invite myself or Ray to do one of these seminars for you, we love to do that, and we do it as a gift to us because we just love to build other people's businesses as uh, we love to also build other people's careers so you can do what you love and love what you do. See you in the next KMAX.